me, give me, give me some time to think. I'm in the bathroom looking at me. Facing the mirror is all I need. Beyond. Wait until the Reaper takes my life. Never gonna get me out of life. I will live Beyond the Plainfield Podcast is a presentation of the Black Knight Network. Black Knight fans, welcome to the first podcast of 2024, and today we are graced with the presence of our Roland basketball coach, and I say Roland because you'll get the story here in just a minute, Miss Hayden Baker, introduce yourself to us, Hayden, if you don't mind. Hello, everyone. I am <laughs> Hayden Baker. I am the girls' basketball coach at Westminster Christian. This is my first year. Um, have two boys, teach math, awesome husband. He put he puts up with us, right? He does. I don't know how he does it, but he does. Well, it's a uh, Hayden's finding out real quickly the uh, the involvement that goes into beyond just being a uh, a basketball coach at West Memphis Christian. It, uh, you're also a psychologist a little bit and a uh, a trainer at times, and but. You're going through a little bit of a training thing right now, I snicker, uh, only because um, it's one of those things that we just didn't think would happen in the basketball season. Our coach gets injured. Could you roll us through how that happened, Coach? Your wife, Holly Stewart, the beautiful lady that she is, <laughs> talked me into playing this faculty-student basketball game. It's like, yeah, sure, I got this. And you did. You were killing it. Well, for about one minute. That I was a down. glorious one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it was. So we're in the game, and I'm watching the game, and all of a sudden, I just look over to my side, and I see a purple something's coming across the court, and I look, and I'm like, "What is that?" And it's Hayden, and she's crawling across the court, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" She's like, "It's gone. It's gone." I'm like, "What's gone?" She's like, "I don't know, but it's gone." <laughs> and I was like, "Well, where's it hurt?" She told me she said my Achilles. And I was like, "Oh gosh." And sure enough, you you tore that puppy smooth in half. Mm-hmm. It was gone. It's uh, she just you did surgery what a week and a half ago or not uh, even last Wednesday, yeah. So yeah, you're a week and a half in, and you coached a game five days later or four I days. Coached later? a game that night before. That's surgery. right before surgery. All right. And then you missed the Friday game. I missed the Wednesday game because I had surgery, surgery that day. Right, you missed, missed the, the Friday, Friday game because oh lord, I couldn't get out of bed. And then you coached the Monday game. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sure. Holy smokes! That was the uh, the girls' uh, finals. The junior high girls, wasn't it? No. Oh, no, back. you coached the Saturday. You coached Saturday at the I district tournament. Saturday. That's right. Saturday morning. Yep. So our, our first game. Mm-hmm. Four days, three days after surgery. You are an insane person for that. But we we're thankful for it. So, tell us what got you to the lovely West Memphis Christian. Well, I coached at uh, West Memphis, West Junior High for a while, about four or five years. Okay. And then it's like, this is not for me anymore. Let me get out of this place. Um, so I went to Marion, tried that for a year. And it wasn't bad. It's was just my kids wanted, my kids need a small environment. Right. So we came to West Memphis Christian with no plans to coach anything other than track. So I thought I was all clear until March. Right. And then a week before games start, Daryl comes in my room, sits on my couch, says, we got a problem. And I'm like, oh, gosh, I'm getting fired. What have I done? <laughs> what have I done? He's like, basketball coach quit. I was like, oh, okay. 
What do you want me to do about that? Yeah, and, and how do I feel into this? <laughs> he was like, this is what I need. I need a coach. Season starts next week. I was like, oh, my goodness. Well, I'm going to have to talk to my husband first. And we're, we're thankful that, that all of y'all got on board. And you're, you're finding out, like everybody else, that it really is, when we say it's a family atmosphere, it's kind of like, oh, it's really the all-encompassing with the family. You know, your boys – Every every home game, every you know, running around doing the thing that boys do, and you know, right now we got one of them right here asking mom a question. Go on and ask her. We're live on TV. You can ask her. Question. But uh, no, it, you're you're finding out real quick that it really it's kind of a whole encompassing type. You know, it's weird, but because I think a lot of other schools don't see the family aspect that we really do have. I right. mean, has that been due for you from a teaching aspect? I mean, I know you were in the public schools, but now you're in the private schools. Has that been? It's different. Like, public schools, there's so many teachers in each building that they have, like, little groups. Like, we, put, we all fit into little groups, and we have our friends. But here, it's every single person. Right. Every morning, you talk to every single person. It's not like an awkward, hey, I know they work me, but I don't know their names. Right. Like I see them in staff meetings. But here, you see every person, and you talk to every person every single day. And, Everybody will jump in for anything at any time. Well, and I know the girls have, you know, I think you're the, in three years, a third coach. Yeah. So the familiarity is a little different. What did you notice, though, from your girls when you first started coaching? Mm. What stuck out to you? Half of them already had in class, so I already knew them. But the ones that I didn't, mainly the seniors, they were kind of, I don't know if I trust this person. Right. You know, a little, who, little, who not standoffish, but a little. Just I had a guard up, maybe. Right. And that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really does because it's your senior year. You want some normalcy. You you want you want to win. Right. You know. And, uh, you know, we've got a new coach coming in. You're like, well, I don't know how she does things. I, I, I knew what the other guy did, but I don't understand, you know. What did you think was the most important thing for you to do from the jump? Um, well, the first thing I said when we had our meeting, I introduced myself, told them, hey, this is, I'm going to coach you. Like, we're still going to, we were first going to cancel that little tournament because it was, I mean, it was like two days. Right. This was like a Friday, Thursday or Friday afternoon. The games were like Monday. I was like, oh, my. They were like, we want to go. I was like, well, I mean, I've never even practiced with y'all. They were like, well, we want to go. I was like, okay. Gerald said, take them if you want to. I said, okay. So we went. And it was, it was quick, like. 20-minute games or something, running clock games. Right. And it was, well, we got our butts kicked. Is that the ones at Delta? Or was that? I can't remember. No. I don't remember. I know which ones you're talking about. Though. Yep. DeSoto so. Academy or yep. something. Uh, it was rough. But they, they weren't in shape. They were tired. They're huffing, puffing, whatever. Mm-hmm. Kind of just playing one-man ball. So, um, then I was like, all right, we're going to have practice. Having practice tomorrow. You're going to show me what you would do. Like, what does your normal practice look like? And then I'll change things. But I want you to show me, seniors, show me. Like, you come in, you start your drills immediately. Just, I'm going to watch and I'm going to take notes and I'm going to write down the things that I see that I like, that I don't like, and I'll change it from there. But the first practice is just going to be a normal practice if your old coach was here. So just to make them a little more comfortable. Right. And some of the stuff was like, oh, yeah. And some of the stuff was like, what are y'all doing? But I was just trying to let them know that I wasn't coming to take over. I was coming to help them. Right. So they trusted me a little bit more. And did, and honestly, that's kind of a novel way of going about it because then 
the first thing you did was you made them have owner, ownership to it. Mm-hmm. You know, they can't say, well, they're, she's doing it her way, and we're not going to have any. They were owning it right mm-hmm. then. I've noticed that, and this is not taken away from any coach before, okay? So don't, what I'm saying, folks on the other end, don't, don't think anything more of this. This feels like a big buy-in type program now. And what I mean by that is there's always our girls' program last year went to the, the state finals, which we've not ever done before, and it was great. Awesome deal. But this year feels different. It's like they're more there's a concern about the person next to them more than there was about an accolade. Or, you know, it's it truly is, it feels like a family atmosphere. Is that something you were striving for? Yeah. Um, actually, one of my favorite things, probably the first time that I've cried this year, was um, Zoe Farmer. Oh. Our Christmas gift to me was this big basket full of bath stuff. She's like, I don't really know if you like bath stuff, but here you go. And her card said, thank you for taking over this team when you didn't have to. You made it feel like a real family. So I was crying like a baby over there in the corner of the office. And that just, that was my goal. So they, they love each other. They pick each other up. They check on each other. And it's just awesome. What is your what was your goal for the year? I mean, I'm not talking from a win aspect. I mean, what was your goal when you said, "Okay, I'm gonna take this job, Anderson"? But what did you say to yourself? I want to accomplish this. Hmm. Honestly, I just said yes because I could do it, and they needed somebody. I, was, I just want to get them through this year until they can figure out what what to do. Right. And now I'm like, I'm not leaving. You're going to have to kick me out. You fell into the cement. Yeah. You, yeah, I understand. Um, your two boys are standing here, okay? I'm going to knot and head, so we put oh, them yes. together. <laughs> that would be the – that's a new – no. We love them. Family for you. It, it obviously means a lot. Mm-hmm. I can tell. Do you use that into your coaching side? I mean uh, – Yeah. I tell those girls that I loved them all the time. Um, I pray for them as much as I pray for my own kids. That's awesome. And they they love these boys. They wrestle them. They you know they discipline them when they when they're not acting right. Uh, they're just all one big family for real. What has been the biggest surprise for you this year? Mm, probably the way that these girls have really wanted to learn. Okay. They are like little sponges. Everything right. I say until the other game, the other night, everything I say to them, they're like, they want more and more. Like, tell me, they're literally like, tell me more. They want to know everything. They want to know, uh, why, why are you telling me wrong hand when they're guarding the ball? Because I don't want you to reach across their body because then you have to touch them. Okay, well, then show me what you mean. Like, every single thing, it's not just I say it and we move on. Like, they want me to show them exactly so they can do it. They want to please, and they want to grow and learn, and it's really cool to watch. You, uh, you've got three senior girls, um, Mariah Weathersby, Dallas Bates, and Lula Trenfaglia. One of them hurt first five or six games in the season, Dallas. Mm-hmm. Substantial injury, tore ACL. Yeah. Um, she came back and played last night. Um, and then you've got young, you've got a bunch of eighth graders and a ninth grader, and you got a junior in Zoe and some tenth graders. But you're young and old. Right. <laughs> it's, it's really a weird, how have you meshed a young and an old to, to work together? I don't know. I think they all just kind of 
work together and figure it out. You'll look over and Gracie and Mariah, they're either holding hands or they're wrestling. Lula's jumping on somebody's back that's a quarter of her size. But they just, I don't think they talk about what grades they're in really. They just, they just do it. It's kind of the beauty of West Memphis Christian. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, in a, in a large public school or whatever, you got the ninth or seventh through ninth, and that's their group. And then tenth through twelfth, that's their group. Mm -hmm. You know, we're playing girls up. You got a junior high program, obviously, but we're playing girls up because we need the numbers. That's right. But in the same sense, those aren't just fillers. Those girls aren't just taking up a lineup spot. They're involved. Yeah. They're running things in some cases. I mean, Gracie's hands on the ball. Mm -hmm. You know, Kennedy, she's one of those defensive kids. And, I mean, she's just kind of, I call her a jack of all trades, master yeah. of none right now. You know, and then you've got a Mariah who hands on the ball. Lula hands on the ball. Dallas was a solid, yeah. you know, just losing her. Would you say, what has it been, I mean, for her to lose her this year? What's it been like for you? I mean, it was devastating to my mama heart. It hurt me because she was, when I first um, took over, she was one of those ones that kind of just stood back, listened and did everything you told her to do, wanted to please. But she was very unsure of herself, hung her head a lot. Just like, man, I don't know. But then the longer I stayed around her, the more she was smiling and enjoying what she was doing. And I had lots of people coming up to me telling me that she had changed. And so Two that, totally different kids. Oh, that crushed year. me. That hurt me really bad. Not for not for basketball. That hurt me for her. Right. Well, and, and to see her play last night, I saw a smile on her face yeah. that that I missed. That a lot That's of people right. missed. That she missed. I know mm -hmm. that. Um, and the the Lord's got her life in control. You know, I mean, just like anything else. But it was really nice to see a little bit of, uh, I guess, a rebound or a. Whatever you want to call it, her comeback last night. You know, hopefully we'll get to see a little bit more of her. You know, you got to protect her, obviously. Mm -hmm. But uh, it was it was nice to have her there last night. Um, how challenging has it been to be a coach with a <laughs> with the scooter oh and with a, a a messed up Achilles and all that? Uh, the worst part was missing those first two games. My husband just looked at me and he was like, you're, you're just, you're not going. I was like, no, I'm going to go and I'm going to drive myself. He's like, no, you're not going. <laughs> so that was fun. Wise man. Yeah. He Very was like, hey, so. you can't, you can't walk. Like, what are you doing? So he let me go Saturday. It's just, it's hard for me not to pace that sideline, but. Okay. I have to, I have to ask the one question. It's the most important to a lot of people. Wardrobe. Oh my gosh. This is Laura Carlson's fault. Okay, so you you pattern your wardrobe after I'm gonna let you answer this question. But I don't wanna say pattern. You you take inspiration from. Let's go that route. If we were the Tigers, I would have a jacket with a huge tiger on the back, okay? <laughs> Coach at LSU Kim, I can never say Mulkey, her Mulkey, I, I can never I call her McGillicuddy just because <laughs> it makes me feel better. But and I love that woman. She yeah. is hilarious, but she is razzle dazzle. You know, that's old school. You've you've team moved to live. It's not out of your outfits this year, right? Yeah, like uh, this came from Sam's, but yeah, the first couple. Hmm, it was a weekend of practice, right before game started at home, and Laura Carlson and Jessica Ford. Let me not forget her. They sent their kids to school with a bright gold headband and two jackets. We hadn't even started games yet. Well, we had started, but not like real games, just those preseason tournaments. I was like, what are they doing to me? And then I looked back at my clothes from West. I wore black every game. 
throw a blue shirt in every once in a while, but it was black. Here we are, bling bling in everything that we wear. A sequins, I mean, the pants, like. It's more to my fun. I, I think I told you, if, if things went bad, we could always hang you from the ceiling and make you a mirror ball. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Just spinner. It, and I love it. I mean, it really has become a little bit of your, I won't say identity, but your coaching look, you know. I mean, you ran with it. Yeah. But it doesn't wait, take away from your coaching ability. I mean, you you got the and, – and I've seen a lot of coaches. I'm not an expert by any stretch of imagination, but the intensity you have on that sideline, that's infectious to the fans. It's infectious to the kids. It's infectious to the referees because they know how serious you are out there. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're learning the MAIS now. I think the first week and a half or first uh, five, ten games, you were like, holy, what in the world are they doing? That's right. And now you've gotten a familiarity to it. What have you liked about small school basketball? What is in, in something you should love about it? Hmm. I think I love the involvement from the, honestly, people that don't even have kids here anymore. They're still coming to games. They right. know all the kids' names. And then I love that the boys' parents are watching the junior high girls' games. Their kids don't play for three hours, but they're still here to watch these little seventh and eighth grade girls play right. and cheering for them. And then when we win the district championship, just, I mean, they, they completely charged the floor. What did that mean to you to win oh. the district championship in junior high? And then the girls won one-point game against Regents. Mm-hmm. Um, nail body. We were up big. We yes, knew Regents would come back. That's right. just historically what they do. What did, what did it mean to you to, to get that win? It was worth it. It was worth everything that we've done from the – Late night rides home to missing my kids' homework and dinner times, missing my kids' games. I've missed football games. I've missed basketball games. I don't think I've missed any baseball games yet, but I'm sure it's coming. But it's worth it. You know, they were they were overjoyed, those girls. And then, you know, the families and the other students and my personal children running the floor jumping on these kids. Oh, yeah. It's just awesome. And the, the video, if you see the time lapse of Eli running out there grabbing oh, Gracie. Gosh. That's just you see the the perfect circle. Yeah, you know, just that was so oh, cool. So awesome. Well, coach, it's it's been an honor to have you this year. I mean, it really has. I'm not just saying that. But uh, before we get out, we're in, by the way, folks, we're at the uh, the district tournament right now. This is the first game. Um, Regents is playing Tunica girls. Right now, score is 33-17. Tunica's winning, and we will. Uh, our girls play tonight at seven o'clock against the number one seed, DeSoto's. Big game. Um, but we will play the winner or the loser of one of these games. So we've been watching it. What's, uh, what's one thing you'd like to say to everybody before we, we cut you out of this thing and, and we shut this dude down for the night or for this one? Uh, thank you for your support. And I appreciate you being there to cheer for these girls. And go Black Knights. All right. Coach Baker. Uh, she's killing it this year. First year. We love having her. Love having her kids. And, Coach, you, you can't go anywhere. You're, you're stuck. <laughs> so, just dig in for the long haul on this thing. I, and we appreciate you. We really do. Yeah, it's thank been for, fun. Thank you for believing in West Memphis Christian. We're going to, uh, to kindly bow out on this one. Give me, give me, give me some Coach Baker, again, thank you so much for being here tonight. Beyond the Playing Field podcast is a presentation of the Black Knight Network. Wait until the Reaper takes my life. Never gonna get me out of life. I will live a thousand million lives.